beginning of July. Do you want to introduce yourselves, guys, uh, starting with yourself? I'm Christine, and I'm married to Neil with two lovely girls, Naomi and Abigail. And I am a bookkeeper by trade, and I work for church over at the Oakeston campus. Great. Let's move down to uh, this, uh, this bearded man. <laughs> um, uh, my name's Nathan. I'm 23 years old. I work on staff at Arena Church, and I am a community outreach worker in Shybrook as well. Great. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm just over 23 years old, and um, uh, I, I, work just, I work for the police, and uh, I'm married to Liz. I've got a son uh, who lives in Hampshire, he's a fireman, and my daughter has just moved to Manchester. She's come out of, oh, oh no. so, yeah. Great. So, at these Unplugged Nights, like uh, I said, it's a different context, and we're just seeking to share uh, from people's stories about their journeys with God. And uh, tonight we're going to speak around direction. And the verse we're really just going to hone in on, or the verse that's really going to act as an overarching theme for the night, is in Proverbs 29, verse 18. And it says, where there's no vision, people perish. And we want to talk about direction around people's lives. I find in conversations that I've had and interactions that I've had and in my own life, that direction is one of the key issues people think about and people lose sleep over today. Why are we here? Uh, what is my life about? Why am I living? Why do I wake up each day? And I, I believe that there's people in this place who have asked those questions or right now are asking those questions. And this panel of guests tonight are going to be really open. They're going to be really gracious. Um, these guys I know very well and I know the people who are living for Jesus. Not perfect, but have worked some of this stuff through and are still working some of this stuff through. So... If it's okay with you, we're going to ask, ask some questions tonight, and we're just going to find out a little bit about how you guys have processed direction in your lives. Is that all right? Yeah? yeah? Great. So let's start off with you, Paul. I mean, uh, I want to ask about a time in your life where you may have lacked direction. Well, I've not always been a Christian, you know. I've, uh, I, I came to faith when I was about 28, so, uh, and I've been a Christian now for 29 years, so you can work out how old I am. So before, I had no direction. I, I, I'd got a good job. You know, I was a police officer. I'd, I was married. I'd got a, a, a young son. And I thought everything was going great, swimmingly. But I remember walking the beat at 3 o'clock in the morning. Birds were singing and, you know, I just thinking, what is life all about? You know, what, what, why am I here? What, what? Is this all there is to life? It's just going to work, coming home, having a fortnight's holiday in Spain or, or whatever, you know. And well, what, why am I here? And so uh, I had a real dramatic conversion to, to faith. And as soon as I did, all of a sudden, I began to make sense of what life was all about, why I was here. I'd got a destiny. I got a sense of purpose and knew why I was on this earth. You know, to help people, to, um, you know, with my faith to, to come to church and to mix with people and, and, and try and help them to understand what God has got a plan for everybody. God has got a plan for everybody. And so that's where, really, really where a time of my life, some 29 years ago, I made a dramatic decision. And I remember lying in my, uh, in my bed and sort of like saying, God, I don't know if you're real or not, but if you are, into my life because you can't make a worse job of, of my life than I'm doing already. 
And I just got an overwhelming sense of peace, you know, and God came into my life. And since then, you know, I, I felt that God has been directing me. I mean, Paul, would you, would you then say that one of the big contributors to you becoming a Christian was the fact that beforehand you lacked direction? Absolutely. And I was working with a, with a guy called Dave, and uh, he was a Christian. And uh, I used to take the mick out of him all the time. You know, I, 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 however, and I was rude. I mean, verbally <laughs> rude. I mean, it's, when I look back now, it's like looking back on somebody else's life. Wow. Because my thought processes have mm. totally changed. And I can't believe I used to think some of the things I did and live the way that I did. But I was so rude to this guy. However, never punch me. I'll never know because I was so rude about church, about God. I used to tell really, really bad jokes about God and about Jesus and, and you know, just to try and get a rise out of him, just to try and get some kind of reaction out of him. Uh, and all he did, he just kept, kept loving me, really. Wow. You know, just kept telling me and saying, look, Paul, you need to get your life sorted out. And I remember saying to him, look, I was being unfaithful to my wife at the time. I'm not going to glory in my shame, but I was. And I said to Dave, can I say that I was out with you? when I was out with this other woman, in case the wife asked. Mm. And he says, no. I said, well, what kind of friend are you? I said, if your wife tells, phones me up and says, you know where Paul is, I'll tell, him, I'll tell her exactly wow. what you're doing. Mm. I said, what kind of friend is that? I said, I thought you were supposed to be my mate. I said, he said, I am your mate. And I want the best for you. Mm. And it really, now when I look back, I think, oh, what a friend he was. Mm. What a friend. And he just kept telling me about Jesus, just kept saying, you need to get your life in order. You've, not, you've got lacking direction, you've got no purpose, you've got no destiny. You know, sort your life out. You're just messing about. Sort your life out. Amazing. And he kept inviting me to church, and I kept saying, oh, church, <laughs> it's full of hypocrites. They get dressed up on a Sunday, and then they do whatever they want on a Monday. And I said, you're full of hypocrites. And he said, well, come along, because you'll fit right in. So, <laughs> Perfect. That's great. I mean, we'll, we'll just skip Nathan for just a second. But Christine, I mean, on the same lines... How did you explore direction, I guess, outside of faith and then come into faith? And yeah. So I was uh, brought up in a church, but I didn't actually know Jesus. Mm. Um, so it was more of a religious experience that I got and, and just a routine that we would go through. Um, I wasn't sparkling at school. I was okay. But I, you know, I, I wasn't Einstein. I had to work hard just to get average grades. Yeah. Um, and so when I came to leaving school or making decisions at 16... I really, really didn't know what I was doing. I'd got no aspiration as such or yeah. any career path that I wanted um, to follow. And when I was 17, uh, a relationship that I was in at the time, um, the young man got saved while he was on holiday, came back and said, I want to take you to church. Oh, well, I already do church. I don't need to go to church. Yeah. I do church. No, no, you need to come to this kind of church. So... Um, he took me to a Pentecostal church, and, and that night I just met with Jesus. My right. life was changed. Um, so then I knew what a relationship with Jesus was, yeah. and not religion, and yeah. not just going through the routine. So I'd like to say then that night, you know, the angels came, hmm. showed me where the way was. Um, hmm. But, you know, it, it's, it's a journey, but I started that journey. Yeah. And um, I actually got... Um, accepted onto a, what was called then a YTS course. They don't have them now. It was back in the day. Um, and the only reason I got that YTS course in an office um, was because I lived nearest and I was on a bus route. So it didn't do a lot of my confidence. <laughs> okay. They wanted someone that could do shorthand and typing and I could do neither. So, but I just really feel that God put me in that place because that was the start of a career path 
that, that just spanned out and, and God had his hand on me. Um, everything didn't fall into place. Everything didn't go how I wanted it to go. But even when I was like, God, this is what I want and you're not making it happen. Looking back, I can see that he knew what was best. Amazing. Even though it wasn't what I wanted, he knew what was best for me. Um, and yeah, that, that career path just unfolded. I wanted to stay with that company after the six-month scheme. They didn't want to keep me because they, they'd not got the money to employ me. Yeah. Um, so I ended up into something else. And, and just looking back, God had his hand on me. Amazing. And I, I think, um, you know, I was baptized when I was 17. And the Bible verse was given, it's a very well-known one for a lot of Christians, is Proverbs 3, about, you know, trust in the Lord. Yeah. Lean not on your own understanding. Mm. Um, and I think the key bit of that for me is in all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. So for me, um, there has been times when I've had to really seek God over big decisions, and I I really believe there's times that we do have to do that. But I've found in my journey that if you've got that relationship daily, then God speaks to you anyway and just opens the door. If if your heart is open to what God is wanting, then it isn't always, oh, I've got to get before God and I've got to hear, or I've got to have the angels river dancing, or I've got to have this, that, and the other. If you open the word, God will speak to you. If you pray and God will speak to you. And um, for me, I just have a sense when something's not right, I feel it in my spirit, it's not right. If something is right, then I just have a sense that it's right. And I believe that comes out of relationship with Jesus and walking with Jesus. Amazing. I mean, just to pick up on something there that you said so, even before you felt like there was direct, you had direction personally in your life, you, you know, you were saying you were going this way, God was directing you, yeah. and God was leading that. you. And um, I think that's an amazing point for tonight, that you might have come here, and I believe that God has actually led you here, that you're here for a reason tonight. And you know what? The things that have happened in your life, they weren't, they weren't a mistake. There might have been some bad things that have happened. But you know what? God's got a plan for you. God's got a purpose and a destiny for you and for your life. And uh, he wants to lead you. Nath, tell us why you wake up in the morning. Because my alarm goes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, I think uh, why I wake up in the morning for me, um, I mean, there's, there's many different things. But for me, I'm just excited about where God's taken me in this journey. Um, you know, it's not always... Uh, plain sailing, but the reason I wake up is just to see people's lives change for the better, really. So, you know, when I'm working in Shybrook, I talk to lots of different people with lots of um, different issues, very uh, hard-hitting issues, very broken people, and um, obviously involvement with church as well. I think the biggest thing is I just want to see people just change for the better. And I think one of the things that I've learned the most from this, this job that I'm doing most recently is that I think a lot of people just lack hope. Uh, they lack a purpose and a future. And the amazing thing about God, I believe, you know, I've experienced it myself, is that he gives us a hope. He yeah. gives us a future. He gives us something to live for. He gives us a reason to wake up. Um, and, you know, life doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be hard-hitting. It can be something amazing, an amazing adventure, really. When God's at your side. So I guess the, the main reason I, I wake up personally is just, just to see God work through me in, in whatever way he wants to do, really. Yeah. That's great. Um, I, I want to talk about processing um, life-changing decisions. So 
bit things that I've spoken to people a lot about before. You know, I, I'm not quite sure which job to go into. I'm not quite sure whether to pursue this relationship. Is this what God wants for me? And people get a lot of blood pressure over that. And, and I, I completely understand it. I, I, I completely understand it. But sometimes we get ourselves in this place where we feel that God's will is just so small and tiny that we're going to miss it. Um, Paul, just talk to us how you process those decisions now as a believer. Yeah. I remember um, when I was about 19, pounding the beat at Newark again, and uh, a lorry driver pulls up. I was on the marketplace, and he pulls up beside me, and he winds his window now. So I climbed up and he says, uh, can you tell me where Woolworths are? It is. I told you how long ago it was, wasn't it? Woolworths. So I says, yeah, you go down here, you turn left, take the next left, take the next left, and take the next left, and you'll see it on the right-hand side. So he said, right, take the left, left, left. I said, well, that's back here. I said, yeah, because it's there, look. <laughs> and it was. And sometimes I think we, you know, keep saying to God, oh, God, give me direction, give me direction, give me direction. And we just need to look yeah. where we are. Yeah. You know, God very often takes us on a direction without us even being aware. So we, we, we urgently go through the Bible and say, oh, Lord, give me direction. And we flip over the pages and go, that's a word from God, because it says in the word, a word, you know, uh, is like a lamp unto my feet. That's one of my favorite verses. Mm. But you've got to read the word. It's no use just having a lucky dip into the word. And it's like what Christine was saying. When you begin to read the word, and sometimes, let's be honest, when you read in daily readings, yeah. sometimes they mean nothing to you. You know, you read it, and it goes in. But, yeah, it's okay. It's the word of God, but it doesn't really speak to you. Yeah. But when you're going through tough times... When you're searching for direction, you've got a real big problem to make or a real big problem to get over, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit brings back words that you've read in the Bible previously. So what you read in the good times, very often God brings back in the hard times, and that's about reading the Word of God. So that's how I sort of like process uh, things and and, uh, how I seek direction now is that I believe... God is a God of the green light. I believe he, he wants us to, to do good things. I believe he's got good things for us. So I, I look upon the word of God and I'm saying, Lord, if it's good to bless people, if it's good to do this, and I, I want to do it. Mm. If it's your will, and I believe it is, yeah. then give me the green light. If it's not, then give me the red light. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've applied for jobs before, yeah. you know, within, within the police force. I've said, God, is it right that I should go on this, this department? Is it on that department? If it's a green light, God, give me the green light. Yeah. If it's not, stop me. That's and right. sometimes, through circumstances, God has just come, you know, just stop me. Yeah. Or somebody who I relate to and have a relationship with, I've gone to them and said, you know, wise people who I trust, and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think... And they've given me words of advice that have just, just sunk deep. So it's, it's confirming, people confirm what God's already saying to me. So, like, you know, people might say, oh, I, it'd be a good thing to be a, a missionary in China. Let's all go to China and be missionaries. But is that what God is really saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if that is what God is really saying, fantastic. But you might get one or two people and say, no, it's not for you. That is not for you. So that's how I process the direction of God, reading the word of God, trusting in the word of God and acting upon it. I think that's so liberating as well. It's like you mentioned, Christine, um, about how you felt that God had just led you. He just led you. You know, it, it almost feels like sometimes, you know, there can be barbed wire on this side and electric fence on this side, but God has led, you know, you look back and God has just led me. God has led us. And I, I think if there's one thing that I've been 
all right at in my life. It's just trusting in that plan. Trusting that, you know what? He's going to lead me. No matter what happens, no matter what happens in your job situation or in your relationships, you know what? God's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. And as I commit my life to him, if, as I tell him that I want to do what's best for him, uh, for me in his, in his will, um, he's going to lead me and he's going to guide me. Um, Nate, let's just go back to you for a second. Um, we all know that I think we've spoken a lot about um, you know, finding a meaning for life in God when we come to God. But I know, and I think we, a lot of us in here know that just because we're Christians doesn't mean we necessarily have a vision or a direction in our own lives. Talk to me about how you found that and how you, that works itself in your life. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, so for, I think for a long time in my life, I'd already... For as long as I can remember, I've had a desire in my heart for, for seeing people's lives change through church and um, things like that. And I believe that God likes to work through the things that we're passionate about. So I, you know, and, and obviously the things that we're good at as well. So, you know, you might talk to some people and they say, oh, you know, I believe God wants me to, make, you know, to be a, uh, a Christian pop star and they can't sing. You know, it's just a bit of an ir- ironic one, you know. So I think firstly that God works for your, your passions and, and what you're good at. Uh, but I think in terms of a, a vision for your life, I think one of the things that, that I have made for my life is that I've, as I've journeyed through, I'd kind of find out uh, through prayer, through fasting, what God's really calling me to, what the vision is for my life. So I see myself in in church, uh, in working in, in church for, for the, the best part of my life, basically. It, it doesn't mean that I know every little detail. It doesn't mean that, you know, in five years I'm going to be here, ten years there. I just know the, the main calling of my life. And I think that's the, the main thing you've got to find for your life is what's that thing that God's calling to you. Maybe you might be passionate for you. Um, it might be working with uh, young people through sport. Uh, it could be uh, working in an old people's home. It could be working as a nurse, or it could be impacting your friendship group. You know, there's many different things to life. And I think you've just got to find what you're passionate about yourself, what you're good at, and make that work together, really. Because I think sometimes we complicate it a little bit, kind of like it's got to be this, this big thing. But I think when you start there, you can begin to see God's work in, uh, in amazing ways. Yeah. Um, and if, you, if you're struggling with that as well, I'd say to you as well, spend some time in prayer. Spend some time fasting if you can. You know, um, when I, so I uh, studied at Bible college. When I finished there, I had various opportunities of places I could have gone. Um, and what I decided to do is I spent five days praying and fasting, you know, just to, just to feel from God where I needed to go next. Um, and I prayed for wisdom and then I just worked it through. Um, you know, at the beginning of every year, I'll pray through the year. I'll say, um, spend some time in prayer, spend some time in pressing. God, what do you want to do through me this year? What's the next step for this next year? Um, and, and try and outwork it like that, really. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I, I want to talk about timing, Christine. The timing of um, maybe your vision, timing of the direction, timing of... You know, I think maybe a lot of us, when it comes to vision and direction, we might have an end goal. 
or we might have a place where we want to be. It might be, I want to be a businessman, or I want to be this, or I want to be that. Um, I think something that I've struggled with at times is, is the timing of that. You know, I want to rush it along. That. It's a bit like when you're at traffic lights. Like I'm the guy who's there, like, oh, these traffic lights going to hurry up, like tapping my hands, like shaking my hair, doing that kind of and thing. And I'm the one in front of you saying, pack up. Yeah, go yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> Come on, you know, you've got, you've got decisions at a traffic light. You could go through the red light and that will get you into a lot of trouble. And I think that when we try and speed our destiny along, we get in trouble. Um, or we can just wait patiently for the green light and to just settle into that. Talk to us about how you've navigated the time and of all that stuff in yeah. your life. Okay, I, I think um, probably the one thing, one of the things I've been probably better at in my Christian walk is being quite chilled. Yeah. So whilst there are things that I've wanted in God and I've wanted to go, I've, I've kind of had a piece about, I think probably because of how I came to faith and, and how the thing did start, you know, I've, I've been pretty chilled in yeah. that way. And... Um, just thinking back to, to what Paul was saying as well, I think there's a tension in that because um, I think I've spoken to some people and, you know, everything's got to be God's will. What am I going to have for lunch and what am I going to do tomorrow? God, God gives us a brain as well, Josh, yeah, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and if we're walking with him, we've, we've got common sense yeah. and, you know, we can plan things out. And, and, and as Nathan said, you know, God will work with our passions because God put those passions in us yeah. to start. Um, you know, and the word says that God's going to complete what he started, yeah. you know. So that's not to say that I've never been frustrated. Mm. You know, I have. Um, and I think it is just a matter of, of having that confidence that God knows the end. Yeah. God knows the steps in between. I think there's been times when I've wanted that but God has had to do some stuff here yeah. so that I'm ready for that because actually I'd have probably blown myself apart if I'd have got that, you know, any earlier. I wasn't ready for it. I'd not grown. Yeah. I wasn't in a place, you know, to, to, to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just having that confidence, um, you know, and instead of getting bent out of shape and, and panicking, enjoy the ride, yeah. you know. Um, and And... For me, again, Paul mentioned it. I've got people around me that I trust. I've got people that will say, you know, just steady on. Yeah. I've got people that are around me will say, get a move on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why are we going around this again, you know? And I, th I think it is just, just that mix. Get in the word, get into God, and get some people around your life that will be honest with you. And I think chill out. Just yeah. enjoy your Christian Amazing. walk. Yeah, chill yeah. out. It's great advice. Great advice. And um, Paul? There might be someone in this place tonight, maybe a Christian, maybe not, but they're really struggling with this direction thing. They're struggling with, why am I here? What's my life all about? What's the point? Just, what would you say to that person? I'd say, uh, just ask God. It sounds so simple. And it is so simple. Just ask God. Say, God, you know, what? I don't know what I'm doing with my life, like I did. I didn't know whether you're real or not, God. But if you are, come into my life. And he made himself so clear to me. He made himself. And like now my life, when I say, when I look back over 28 years, I, it's sort of like unbelievable the difference, that different person I am. And so I would say just very simply, just ask God. You say, God, help me. And, you, and all of a sudden you'll become aware of people coming across your presence, coming across your path, you're speaking words of advice into you. And you think, wow, where did that come from? And they've even knew this person before, and all of a sudden they're just talking to me and, you know, 
giving me sound advice or, or whatever. And God, it's a bit like the guy, you know, um, who was walking on the clifftop. You must have heard this story. It's an old story where he walked across the clifftop and all of a sudden it, it gives way. And, and he just managed to scratch, grab onto a, a branch and he's hanging there. And he shouts out, oh, God, help me. And the man on the boat underneath on the river shouts up, can I help you? He says, no, you're right. I'm asking, I've asked God. God. God will get me out of this. He'll, he'll, he'll rescue me. Don't worry. So the man on his boat goes away. So he says, God, help me. And the man in the helicopter comes over and over top and says, do you want any help? Can I, can, no, you're right. God, God's going to help me. God's going to help me. So he goes away. And then he falls and he dies. And he goes to heaven and he said, God, why didn't you help me? He said, well, I sent you a man in a boat. And I sent you a helicopter. You know, and he's it's, it's just recognizing it's recognizing people who God puts in your path, you know, to give you that advice. And it's so important if, if you know, this is one of my passions is small groups, you know, uh, when we have small groups in church. Because when you don't know where to go and you don't know what direction God is in, uh, taking you in, then when you're in a small group, you're among people who you trust and you, and you get to know and they can just offer so much advice and give you so much direction. Yeah. That's great. We're just going to uh, close up now, but I think what you've heard tonight from these guys is a, is a heart to follow God. And Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to your name. And I believe, and we believe, that as you seek God first, that all this stuff will be added to you, your, your direction, your vision. And if you feel like you've got no direction, you're not sure why you're waking up, as Paul's just spoken into, seek God. It's so simple. Just seek God. Go home tonight. Just open up a dialogue with him. Just start to speak to him. There's, uh, I think when people uh, think about starting a relationship with God, it becomes this massive, massive thing and there's a sense to where a relationship with God is so big, it's life-changing, but you know what? It's just the smallest start. It's just saying, God, help me. God, help me. God, lead me. And if tonight you're really struggling with direction, I'd just like to pray for you. So if you could just bow your head and close your eyes just for a second. We're just giving people the privacy. And if you say, Josh... I'm really struggling to process some of this direction stuff. I might be a Christian, I might not, but I'm just struggling to process some of this stuff, why I'm here, what my life's about. But I want God to help me. If that's you tonight, just, just lift one of your hands up just to, as an acknowledgement to God and to yourself as well. That's great. There's hands going up. That's lovely. You can put your hands down. God, we thank you for these people. God, we thank you that more than anything that you care for us, that more than anything you have a plan for us, God, you have a purpose for us, God, and that you're never going to fail us. God, I pray for these people who've raised their hands tonight. God, I don't know the situations or circumstances, but you do. God, and I pray that as they leave this place tonight, Father, they would open a dialogue with you. God, they'd ask you to come into their lives. They'd ask you to be the very center of all they do. God, and they would be led by you just in your, in your grace, in your mercy, Father. Lord, and that as they go away, as they wake up tomorrow morning, Father, they just go knowing that you go with them, that you're going to lead them. Lord, and as they invite you to lead them, Father, I pray you would do great things with their lives. Amen. Amen. Amen.